0: Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe K, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes, as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay. Uh, this time, there's no Tom there's no Ray, but we got Maddie back. Hi, Maddie. What's up, everybody? So Maddie's back with us. Uh, Tom is not with us because he's in Orlando right now for a Collecticon, I believe. Uh, we got other people rocking out in Houston. Um, just last week, I was in Atlanta with Tom. We were at Culture Collision. It was a great show. A uh, lot of good people there, a lot of good cards. Uh, it was fun watching everybody in the uh, Influencer basketball game. We got to go to the Overtime Elite Arena where the where the Thompson twins uh, grew up playing, I guess, uh, before they got drafted. So it was Really cool, unique experience. Uh, it was a really good time. I had never been to Atlanta before, so it was cool to be there and check out everything. Uh, we weren't too far from where the Braves play, and they actually have like a whole area called the Battery, like just outside of it. So it's like they have the stadium, and then it's just a sprawling thing of restaurants and bars and like an escape room that we ended up doing. And yes, we got out twice, in fact. And uh, just a whole, it was just a really cool experience. It was a really cool card thing. So if you're ever uh, considering traveling for a card show. I'll uh, give the culture collision and I you know give it a nod you might want to go there it's, it's really good time good place good people so that was pretty cool uh what's been going on with you
1: nothing much just working on cards and stuff
0: um it sounds like you're getting addicted to cards is what I'm hearing
1: I could be uh over the weekend last weekend I went to a retail store and picked up a couple of boxes of football and hockey uh cards I picked up Two boxes of uh, two mega boxes of the playbook um, 2021, 2022, a box of 2023 Panini Mosaic football with just a little blaster, and then an Allure 2021 hockey box, and I've I've collected cards well. I I collected cards big time in, like, 2006, 2007, like, up to 2010, and those were just hockey cards. Those are, like, you know, when you're a kid and you're just, you know, you're getting them as, like, gifts, and, like, they were in my Easter basket. I was collecting them left and right. I have, like, two full binders of them, just tons of cards. But working with cards every day has gotten to me. Yeah, it's gotten to me. And I see all these, like, cool cards, and I'm just like, oh, like, you know, I want to – I want – I want some cards, maybe. Maybe I want to collect again. So I decided to start my football collection, and I had I had a couple um, contenders boxes that I've opened up in the past month or so. I've like I opened up like three boxes, and that wasn't good enough for me. I wanted something more. So, like I said, I went to the store this weekend, picked up a couple boxes, and i'm opening up my mosaic box i'm going through the cars you know i think on my like second or third pack um i got the cards and i'm like kind of scrolling through them or you know and i open it and i'm like oh my god like there's <laughs> no way that this just happened it was a 2023 joe burrow stained glass Card. There you go. and i was like there's no way like i see this in our product there's no way i just picked this up because it's <laughs> like that just doesn't happen to me i don't get like cool like i don't th- i'm not lucky i don't get cool cards like that so to get that card like and to see that card in a product that you know we sell i was like well damn i just got a so no you're just card.
0: you're just rehooked right you're yeah going to go I'm buy like, more now
1: well shit like I want to try my luck again. Like, I want to go back, get another blaster, <laughs> see if I can pull something even better out of it.
0: That's so. Fair. That's how they get you. That's how you get sucked in.
1: Yeah, it, um, I th- I, I didn't get too much other good stuff. I pulled the uh, Mason McTavish out of the Allure pack, uh, auto on the rain- rainbow card or whatever it was. Okay. And then, um, I bought some other repacked crap from Target actually. It was like a hockey. Hockey repack box, they had like different um, packs from like different um, products. And I actually got a pretty decent card out of that for what the price that it was. I got a Kral Kaprizov um, Upper Deck 0607 Tribute Gold Stockpile. And that, well, I was like out. super excited about that because those are the cards I collected as a kid. Like that was the style of card that I had the most in those now binders. So I was that's like, awesome. that's actually so cool. And it's it's worth, like, 30 bucks. so I was like, okay, well, like, you know, if I were to sell that, I just paid for that um, box of cards. Little thing. So.
0: Yeah, I, I'm lucky. I've never really cared about cards. I, had, I obviously had a bunch when I was younger. I mean, a lot of people did. But growing up, I was like, eh, cards just, collecting them just aren't for me. And I know what you're saying. The allure of when you work for, like, us at Hit Parade, you start seeing cards all the time. You're kind of like, oh, this would be cool. I kind of want to open one, blah, blah, blah. So I've gotten to a point where... I've definitely walked through, like, a Walgreens or something, and they have, like, a small pack. It's, like, 24 of them. I'm like, ah, screw it. We'll just open it. And every time I do it, there's nothing in there. and I'm nothing like, why do, I, why do I do this? I, like, I know better. But <laughs> I can see how you can get re-addicted. And if I pulled yeah. something super cool, I probably would be blowing my money on that, too. But...
1: It's, it's the excitement that you get when oh, you I just, like... Because you never know what you're gonna get.
0: So exactly. it's like that's the whole reason well, people let's buy hybrid.
1: Exactly. Let's see what we're gonna get. Exactly. And sometimes you're like, oh shit, you know, I I shouldn't have spent that. So now
0: you're just gonna dump bucks. <laughs> buckets of money
1: into that. <laughs> I mean, hey, it seems to be pretty profitable right now. So <laughs> right now, right now. Let's talk to you so again I in get a my month. yeah, I get my yeah after I spend a couple hundreds of dollars and get maybe two $3 cards.
0: Well, we're, we're, we'll buy the uh, Joe Burrow Stained Glass from you, and we'll put it in one of our products. So Maddie's Joe Burrow Stained Glass could be in a HIPRAE product coming to you soon. Um, but that's really cool. I'm glad you're having a good time with it, and you're yeah. having good luck with it, of course. So, That's fun. You going to grade anything?
1: I don't think I'll grade anything just because it takes a little while to grade. I I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that it takes like six months to grade right now. Yeah, so I
0: know it takes a while for a lot. A I lot think I grade. could put that
1: money somewhere else and make more money <laughs> yeah i hear than wait fine. for
0: that to come back <clears throat> or lose it all because i mean like yeah you and i were kind of talking about this off air but it's like getting cards and stuff is almost like playing the stock market yeah you know that's how i've equated exactly. to like a lot of people have always asked me questions about my job and i, I always call it like football player stock market where mm-hmm. you gotta know when to buy people like for us it's like all right let's get people when they're on their way up so you can get their cards at a, at a good price but you also got to pay attention to the guys like you know, oh, their their cards are like a hundred bucks, and it's Desmond Ritter, and all of a sudden this card's worth twenty two bucks because yeah. his ass, and it's like ah, that sucks too. So,
1: what do you see? Those there's some apps out there that are like stock markets for players, and you put money into the players. Yep. Order? Mm-hmm. Do you like buy into that at all? Or like I've
0: looked at it I once. Think- I know what you're talking about. I looked at it once because it seems very interesting, and since right. I, you know, I I'm in like fourteen fantasy football leagues overall, and that just seemed like another. And I, I do the DraftKings weekly lineups just for fun. I'm doing anything yeah. crazy like five bucks, but. Between that and betting, betting on Fanduel on top of it, I was like, "That's just another way that I could probably throw my money into something Lose dumb." It. But I feel like I'm pretty good at it because I win a lot. Yeah, like, no, I'm gloating here. I, I, I guess I, I don't do know. it, but
1: I don't know where like that ends. Like you put money into a player in these apps, like where
0: other people start buying them. It's literally the software right. Yeah. So you buy somebody. Like if you bought, but you're never
1: like, actually like receiving. Anything
0: you could cash out, that's probably what happens, right? I would yeah. assume that you would buy Puka Nakua before the season for like a like buck,
1: I, yeah. Like, I and don't then all, own now he's worth
0: him. $200. And yeah. if you bought 10 shares, you just get out of it. Seems I guess kind of like
1: works. monopoly a little bit, like
0: seems like exactly like know. the stock market, actually. Yeah,
1: but like, I haven't seen anything from the you those. just don't get anything like out of it.
0: <laughs> you get money out of it if you're good at it. What are you talking about?
1: But do you okay if you own a stock, you get to vote on things, like, in I that think it's more or less,
0: dude, you're going too deep into it. I'm know, pretty sure like, you buy like, a player at a the, price, and other people the, buy that player, and as they yeah, buy it, just, the money goes up.
1: I just feel like it's kind of like a like a weird game.
0: It's definitely like a it's, weird game. That's how most of know. these things are. Right. I love it, though. But that is, it is very intriguing, but it was one of those things that I wanted to it's see, like, like yeah. how did it play out for a little bit? And since I haven't really heard much about it, I'm thinking it didn't work out too well, so... We'll see. If anybody knows anything about it, please feel free to email me at podcast at hitparadecollection.com and uh, let me know if, you know, stock market player things are actually working out. Um, Let's move into sports. It's enough about cards for now. I guess the whole thing should be about cards, right? That doesn't make sense. Either way. Basketball's is happening uh, all-star rosters were just announced, but uh, one of the bigger all-stars Joel Embiid uh, He unfortunately tore his lateral meniscus. Uh, they still don't know if how they're gonna treat it if he can play through it uh, They're still figuring all that out. Unfortunately, it did end his 22 consecutive game streak of 30 plus points uh, He's definitely one of the MVP uh, Contenders for sure averaging what thirty five point three points per game you, But you did have something to say what you got?
1: If he misses a certain amount of games, he's no longer in MVP contention.
0: Yeah, so... So they were
1: saying if he misses, what, another two weeks or so?
0: It depends on how many games he misses. Because I know he's already missed a couple. If he he missed like uh, a full two weeks. If he missed missed three games earlier, obviously they still do a little bit of load management, even though the NBA has changed that a whole bunch to say like, hey, play your guys, which I understand. So to be eligible for the awards, for those who don't know, you have to play 65 games, I believe it is. Yeah. So that really only gives you... 17 games you can miss and in their opinion that's not really like a full season if you're playing less than that which i guess i get you know you can theoretically play 10 games and score you know 50 points a game and then never play again should you be mvp because you were killing it obviously not so there had to be a cutoff somewhere so i kind of understand it because the only thing worse than uh If the wrong person wins like MVP Would be somebody who won it But they only played you know Half the season before they got hurt Or two thirds of the season Which is kind of about What they're looking for there right So I get it If he's hurt and he misses A bunch of games If he misses you know 20 games Then why should he be MVP Because his other 60 were really awesome It's kind of It's a really hard way To really think about it you know It depends on how many he misses How do you feel about it?
1: I mean you can play with a torn meniscus i think it's more about pain management and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i mean if he can fight through the pain and play at the same level as he was before i don't see anything wrong with it but i did i did he got he got landed on last night yeah he he grabbed yeah he grabbed his leg and he was he was in pain so
0: they're gonna figure out what they do during you know the weekend and everything yeah But but i was saying so how do you feel about there being like like the cutoff for games played. For oh awards. no, that
1: that totally makes sense. I mean, yeah, no, that makes sense. You should be able, you should play more than half the games, or more than what 60 percent of the games, to be able to be MVP. It
0: makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah. Um, so last night, speaking of stuff, Tyrese Maxey was named you know one of the alternates for the All Star game, and he, he proceeded to go out and score fifty one points. I want to hear. Uh, so that's his career high. And you also, and I forgot how many he scored, so I have to look it up. So sorry about that, people. That's just how this works for me sometimes. Constantly looking stuff up. And Austin Reeves, he, hit, he had 32 points, which 32? isn't a lot for a lot of people. But for him, it's, you know, his career high. He hit seven three-pointers. Um, yeah,
1: that's he had crazy. One of, he
0: had one of his really good games. So, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, it's good to see, again, these younger players who keep coming out and doing stuff. I don't know. Sorry, my computer froze. Uh, anyway. Younger players stepping up. I know Reeves was you know, one of the bright spots when he was playing for uh, Team USA or whatever he was doing, and people were really surprised by him. and A lot of people were buying his cards, and he, didn't, he hasn't done super awesome you know, this year like people were expecting, but he's been pretty good. He's been pretty consistent. Obviously, he's, he's heating up a little bit at the right time for the Lakers, so that's really cool. Obviously, maxi has been a stud all year. Uh, he'll help you know, carry the load if Embiid's yeah. going to be out any extended period of time. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how Philadelphia works going through that. You got anything else on that?
1: No. You covered all the bases on <laughs> that covered one. all
0: your notes on that <laughs> one. All of them. <laughs> so the All-Star rosters came out, and you ask. Like, yeah,
1: th- this was for you.
0: Yeah, it's for me. Were there any snubs, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, there's always going to be snubs when it comes to any All-Star game for any sport. Uh, in basketball, they're going to be even more high-profile because there aren't as many players that are going to be on the team, obviously. Uh, but there were some interesting ones that I, I kind of didn't didn't always agree with. Like, one of the Sacramento Kings should have made it. But whether it was Sabonis or Darren Fox, it's surprising that neither of them made it. Um, I, I found that kind of weird. Uh, there was also Trey Young, who he's playing really well. I think the problem is more like Atlanta isn't that great. Uh, that's probably why, like, there were some of these younger stars that you would think you would want at some point to get all your future young stars. In the in the All Star Game when they have a real good case of getting there, uh, you know like Chet Holmgren, maybe you'd want to see him. Uh, Victor Wembanyama, of course, like those two guys should be just going on going at it immediately from the get go. Is obviously there a fan vote? Uh, I can't for remember for NBA. I can't remember anymore. Uh, Scotty Barnes who's been having a good year. He he's kind of snubbed uh, Sangoon from the Rockets, but the Rockets kind of have been off the last couple you know uh, weeks here. They're they've dipped under five hundred, so you kind of understand that, but. The question becomes, who would they replace? Who would any of these guys replace anyway? And there's a couple players on there that you're kinda like, eh, I get it, but you might have wanted to see some of these other players in over them. Like Bam at, at a bio or even Jalen Brown. I know he's pretty good, but you know, some of his metrics aren't as good as some of the guys who got kind of like snubbed, I guess. Uh, Julius Randle, same same idea there. Uh Carl Anthony Towns, I know he just had a huge, you know, point breakout, but should he even have gone over Rudy Gobert? Like, who knows? You know. Uh, so there's a few snubs in there, but the players who made it are still pretty deserving for the most part. So they, you can't really get it wrong here. Uh, it just—it's just always fun to talk about, like, why would they want yeah. to not put in? You know, showcase Whoa. their bigger stars, see what they do. You know, if if Wimbenyana plays and then like dunks on LeBron in the All Star game, people are gonna go nuts for that. But it is what it is. So. I don't have too many issues with anything. I still think, like I said, one of the Sacramento guys should have got in, but it is what it is at this point.
1: No question for you, actually. Okay. So a few years back, Ovechkin skipped the NHL All-Star game. Yeah. Um, Do the basketball players kind of see the NBA All-Star game like, you know, the hockey guys sometimes see it as like, oh, like I just want to rest instead of playing or like do i actually want to attend this event and
0: it's hard to say um it's
1: different for everybody i feel
0: like every yeah it is different for uh-huh. everybody i think younger guys are just pumped to be a part of like all, right. the Austin yeah. game, right Older but at the playing. same time they also know they're not going too hard yeah for the most part it's going to be high scoring everybody's going to take their shots whatever but right. they've also you know they're going to play for money obviously everybody loves making more money uh and you'll you'll notice especially in the nba these guys will mess around for a little bit, and then as, like, it gets closer to the end of the game, then their natural competitive juices take over, and they're going to go hard for, like, the last five minutes of the game or something, especially if it's a close game, and just to, like, because they want to win still. Right, And obviously I believe the winners get a higher share of, you know, the prizes and stuff, so there's that. But I also understand if somebody's hurt, like Embiid's hurt, he's not going to be there, you know. He's an absolute all-star, but he's hurt, it it does nothing for him to play in this and just potentially make the injury, you know, worse. So, yeah, if there's somebody who's a little banged up and beat up, I could see them not wanting to be a part of it. I understand it, Um, but at the same time, you know, the NBA, because they're really pushing for their stars that people want to see to play in these things, same reason why they have, you know, the 65-game limit like we talked about earlier, it's to force these guys to play more because, you know, the, the NBA hates when... Somebody buys a ticket to a game because like LeBron's coming to town, and then, and then LeBron sits play. there, and it's like, oh cool, I bought this ticket, and the pl- price was inflated because you know this is the LeBron's coming to our you know our stadium game.
1: Yeah, I was just talking about this earlier with Dylan actually. Yeah. How they don't really have like any sort of rule where, or like time period where you have to say that a certain player ruled out. Right. They just you know like 15 minutes before the game, oh you know LeBron's not playing We're out. or oh yeah. Steph Curry's not playing. Like.
0: That's usually how. it is. At least crazy. in the NFL, you get like an hour. Right, yeah. Before, and people do their inactives, and that'll help you set your fantasy lineups at least. But yeah, it's kind of one of those things. So, but because the NBA, for, like, I guess forces is sort of the word to get these stars to play more because that's who the people want to see. Um, there's probably something in there that I'm not privy to right now or thinking of that people are listening to this going, oh, they have to play in it, dummy. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But there definitely got to be a reason that they're going to make them play more just because they got voted in or whatever it is. So good for them. Moving on to hockey. Yeah. The Edmonton Oilers are on a 16-game winning streak, which is absolutely awesome. Um, I remember we were talking about this team a few weeks ago about how they were, you know, one of the most disappointing teams in hockey. They were had a losing record. You know, their their old coach used to look like he was melting all the time, like he was just, like, clay, made of clay. But so they got rid of, what, Jay Woodcroft, and things really turned around, and Connor McDavid got healthy and is proving why he's the just – Greatest player that we have right now, um, sixteen game win streak. What else do you got on it? He's the
1: assist king. Yeah, he, yeah, like he's the assist assist king. Usually he's the one scoring, but he's he's got like forty seven assists maybe and twenty goals. He's he's got the most points on the team, but um, Hyman is who's scoring the goals. He's yep. got thirty goals. He's got ten more than McDavid.
0: That's true. I
1: just, I mean, they're 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 not even number one. They're number three in their division, I believe.
0: Well, they still had a lot of ground um, to make up. They, yeah, they solo. do.
1: But it's, it'll be fun to watch um, what happens and see how long they can actually keep this win streak going. You know, now, there's a curse. Um, next game they play, they're not going to win.
0: Yeah, way Cause to I go, talk man, because Maddie ruined it because that's what she does. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Um, the standings, like, I'm just pulling them up right now because I was – forget what the other... Oh, it was the Vegas.
1: Canu- the Canucks are in
0: there. The Canucks, yep. The yeah, Canucks are right above them, and then Vegas, of course, is, is, in, second Canucks, of course, is, is in second place. The Canucks who are absolutely... Crushing but it, yeah. We'll talk about them in a second because they made a deal, but for, on the Oilers, you were saying McDavid is the assist king or whatever. I mean, it was just like, especially in the playoffs last year, if anybody watches Edmonton Oilers games, when they go on the power play, it's ridiculous to just watch McDavid hold the puck. And we might have said this before earlier in an <laughs> earlier episode. McDavid holds the puck and just skates through everybody he goes up to the point he comes back down low he just basically looks like he's moving at three times the speed of everybody else and then eventually one of the other guys gets in a position and he dishes it off and they just let one rip and they score and it's almost impossible to stop because he's so good when he's at the top of his game
1: he's again, able to create space for himself that's, that's i think that's one of the biggest things um you need to be able to do as a hockey player if you want to be a good successful hockey player is create space for yourself um and he's able to do that, and he's he's just fast. Like he's one of the fastest guys. So he's separating between, or, you know, separating between him and defenders.
0: Yep. And so the Oilers were 13, 15, and one before their streak. Now they've had 29 wins, 15 losses, and one overtime loss. Uh, 59 points. They've jumped ahead of the Kings and Kraken over that span of time. Uh, but they're still trying to chase down Vegas and the Vancouver Canucks, who only have 11 losses on the year. They got 71 points. Uh, Surprising but not surprising, they were a team last year that I would say underachieved, Uh, but this year the Canucks, I mean, Elias Pettersson's fantastic, and that him and Quinn Hughes, obviously, is having a breakout year. Uh, Brock Besser already has 30 goals, I believe, or more at this point. JT Miller's fantastic. And the Canucks still look back, and in their rearview mirror are, of course, the Vegas is always around, they're always very good, and now they just see the Oilers just trying to run them down. So they made a move here. Uh, They made a move with the Calgary Flames, who definitely are going to be making more trades. Uh, The Flames, you know, not not doing too well. They're probably not making the playoffs. And they have a lot of good players that are gonna be up on contracts that they just need to get rid of because they're just gonna walk in free agency. So Elias Lindholm is one of them. Uh, He was one of the hottest names in the trade market. And now that we're getting to the point where people are starting to become buyers and sellers, there was a deal. What was that trade?
1: Lindholm to the Canucks for Andre Kuzmenko, Hunter. I'm not even Hunter B. I can't say his name. name That's not yeah. Yanni Yurno. Is that how you say? Maybe a 2024 first round pick and then a 2024 or no a conditional fourth round pick.
0: Yeah. Yep. So Lindholm goes to the Canucks for maybe. People are saying they paid a little too much, but did they really? I mean, Kuzmenko, I know, is, is a pretty good player, or he was. He's, he's like, not,
1: eighth on their stat, like, He's not having a great on their season step, yeah. this
0: year, so that was, more, that was more of a salary cap thing. Like, he was the one that they, they were clearing some salary cap space for, of course. Uh, but Hunter B., or whatever, you can't <laughs> say his name. Hunter I can't say B. it either. <laughs> I, I've read it, like, four times. I'm still getting it wrong, but he's he's, he's I didn't even bother like, writing it. <laughs> he's the price. He's the prize there. He's a really good defenseman, uh, up-and-comer prospect, so... That's kind of the player that the Flames need to target. And Anytime they make a deal when they trade one of these better players, I'm sure they're going to trade like Noah Hannafin sooner and later, or whatever else happens. Uh, they're looking for players like that, up and coming, ready to break it in the NHL, give them some roster time, you know, and see what they can do. So that was good for them. And obviously picks and stuff are nice as well when you're going into the rebuild where it seems like the Flames are definitely, definitely going to do that. So up next... We got the All Star Game. You got the All Star Game. You wrote All Star Game and Celebrity Co Captains. Is the NHL competing with the NFL and Taylor Swift? All How right. do you feel about that?
1: Well, so I've I don't think I've ever seen the NHL like bring in celebrities to ho- like co captain their All Star games. Am I am I wrong?
0: I believe I've, that one's newer. Yeah, but they're yeah, always so, they're always well, trying something new. With I the yeah, game. they
1: are. But you know, it it seems like. They're kind of bringing in these celebrities to match up with the NFL now because NFL's got Taylor Swift and they're bringing in $330 million or whatever it is that, you know, she's making them. So the NHL is bringing in all these big celebrities to the All-Star game. You got Justin Bieber, Michael Bublé, uh, Tate McRae, and uh, there's another guy. Come I don't on. think of Mike Alstoff.
0: I don't know who it is. I'm not. You're the one. I don't do know.
1: This. I've never heard of him, so I didn't think he was important. But, Jesus. <laughs> um, but I mean, you got like once at a time. Once upon a time, Justin Bieber was like a huge, massive star. Sure. So like you know, he could be he he was bigger than he was bigger than Taylor Swift at one point. But now Taylor Swift just got like you know the world in her hand. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was kind of like interesting because I've never I've never seen that before um, where celebrities are just. Co-captaining, co-captaining the All-Star Game.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to shut you down right away. So the first off, the answer is no. They're not doing this to compete with the NFL and, and Taylor Swift because. They cannot compete with the NFL and Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. The NFL doesn't have Taylor Swift, by the way. I want to be very clear. The Kansas City Chiefs do. The, if the NFL had Taylor Swift, she would have agreed to do their halftime show. Instead, she turned them down and said, no, nah, 'm not going to happen. Probably because she knew she was going to Tokyo to you know, have another part of her era store. But either way, she didn't want to do a halftime performance. She told them no. And then eventually, she you know, decided She's gonna be to stay She's going to be there anyway. Well, now she is, but at the time, no. Yeah, CBS, like I know a lot of people get mad because CBS or something will keep showing her during Chiefs games. Not that that's her fault, but people get mad about it because that's what people like to get mad about. But
1: So much Taylor Swift slander It is. last.
0: Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> so either way. They're not really competing directly with the NFL and Taylor.
1: Swift. Not competing, but they, like kind they of just,
0: no. The NHL doing the get, same thing. The NHL needs to get more eyes on their game yeah, and keep helping right. it grow. That has nothing to do with what's going on with the NFL and Taylor. Swift. they were definitely already planning on doing the celebrity co-captains and all this jazz, well before the Taylor Swift stuff happened. They got some cool people. They got Bieber. I know they worked they with did. Bieber on the jerseys and stuff. We'll talk about it in a minute. And why not? Why not get eyes on the game? Michael Bublé. That's a that's a fun one. Um, you know, fantastic singer. Probably. One of the best people to listen to during Christmas time. His voice, fantastic. Tay McRae is an up and coming singer too. And whoever the other person is, I don't remember because yeah, you didn't I, remember, I so I'm not going to do it. So, no disrespect, but a lot of disrespect apparently on our end. Point is, it's something fun, something that'll get more people paying attention to it because that's exactly what they want. That's why the NHL keeps switching up their All Star game formats, trying to get different things happening, unique things happening. Um, I remember growing up, the best part about All Star weekend was always. Always a skills competition. Watching, like, Al McKinnis or Al Iafredi just try to hit 110 miles per hour on their slap shots was friggin' awesome. And seeing, you know, the fastest skater competitions and everything they did there was really cool. Now I know they kind of, like, switch it up a bit to do more breakaway stuff and more fan-friendly things. But the way it was was really good back in the day. I really loved that stuff. Just Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. Go at it. See what happens, you know. Now, of course, we've had three-on-threes and divisions, and they did the Young Stars game, and I thought the Young Stars game was always really cool, where they just had people who were, you know, the first or second years just battling each other. That was always interesting to see the young guys play. Now they're at a point where there's four teams, but they've all been drafted, and that way some of these players who – some of these teams, I should say, that have multiple good players on the team. Because before, each team had at least one representative. Yeah. So the worst – you know, the best player on the worst team would go – but then at the same time, like, somebody who probably should have been an all-star who was just playing much better than that person would get s- snubbed. And to fix that, they kind of did it. You know, that's why they changed it up a bit. So now you have players like, like the, the Maple Leafs have like four people because, of course, they do.
1: Yeah, uh, but Vancouver
0: out. Vancouver has a bunch of players that we just talked about too. Um, I know that Patterson and Hughes are playing mm-hmm. together, I think. Um, is Quinn playing with Jack? Well, Jack, Jack's well, Jack's hurt. hurt. But isn't he like a I think
1: fake coat? Ca- yeah. yeah. They did
0: that because they knew he wasn't going to play, so they just, to get him included. Cause, yeah. But that's kind of what I was saying before with the NBA, where Jack Hughes is one of the best young players in the NHL. He's hurt. That sucks. He's not going to be able to play in the All-Star game. But he's, they have him there as a captain, and you know, he'll probably be on the bench as like a coach or something hilarious in like, a suit and yelling at guys, <laughs> and it'll just be like a whole bit. But he's there, you know? And that's how you, that's, the NHL's doing that right, where they're showcasing their young stars, even if they can't play in the game. You know, But here, I mean, I'm sure we'll see Chad around Or Wemby around and stuff during All-Star Weekend But it still feels like They should have included them a little bit more Maybe they will, you know, it hasn't really All gone down yet, but We'll see what happens, I think that's the way it goes So I think that's really cool for the NHL like Keeping people included that should definitely be there uh, In one way, so I think that's pretty neat, so it'll just be fun All-Star games are meant to be fun at this point And make sure nobody gets hurt And get John Scott out there scoring goals Whatever. What do you got? What else? You have fun questions yeah, from Maddie. fun so questions from
1: Maddie. Okay. Well, Let's you kind of just explained, like, your thoughts on All-Star Weekend. But, yeah, my question was, like, you no, know, do you like All-Star Weekend? And what were your main thoughts? But no, no, I, do you I can, have any more thoughts on that? Like,
0: So I use, All-Star Weekend used to be, like, a highlight of my year, I guess. Is, like, it's that's like, what you look It's one of those things, to. like, I looked forward to it all the time. It was always cool seeing the best players play with each other. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up, like, one of the – Best goals ever that stand out in my head was Owen Nolan skating in on Dominic Hasek pointing where he was going to shoot and then hitting it and scoring Doing that against Dominic Hasek who definitely was not letting him score Like because Hasek was known for being just he didn't let people score in practice He didn't like anybody scoring on him didn't matter if it was a fun all-star game Like he was there to be like nope I'm gonna stop you and no one to point and shoot and score on him That was so cool And like I said before, everybody hitting targets, people trying to go four for four in the skills competition. Like, all that stuff was, like, really always super cool. So that's how I, like, grew up really loving it. So I always made sure to, like, especially being a huge hockey fan, especially as a kid, I would make sure I took the time away to watch the All-Star game, to watch the skills competition, get together with my friends and do it. It was always a big thing. now it's less of an awesome thing. Like, I'd still watch Mm -hmm. it if I have the time. But when you get older and you get responsibilities, You can't really watch as much. It is what it is, but I still like it. I would still gl- gladly watch it. It just meant a hell of a lot more to me growing up yeah. than it does now. I agree. Else we all that?
1: got together as friends and watched it and stuff. And but yeah, okay. Second question. So this kind of just like summing. Well, not summing up, but um, what are your favorite jerseys from this year? They could be. From like, this ret- year, or just yeah, like kind of like whatever jerseys the teams are wearing this year. Like they could be specialty jerseys, they could be like the reverse retros, alternates, even just regular home or away jerseys. But I want to know what like your top three jerseys are. What are your favorite ones? All right.
0: So first, of all, I thought you were going to ask about all-star jerseys, which I will say that the ones for this year look not great. They're so-so. Not, so. not a fan. Um, it looks like a kid's finger painting class made them, and I don't love it. It's not great. Um, I was. It's funny because I used, again. When I thought you were going to ask me about All Star Weekend jerseys. I always liked the ones where it was, when it was East versus West, and they had like the teal and the purple, because yep. like that that was just always really cool. I know they've done like bright green and all this nonsense, but it is what it is. As for your question, I mean, for me, I love seeing the Sabers skate in their Goathead jerseys. Agreed. But that's just a, a fan thing. Um, no, I've that, always that's been. That's
1: one of my thirds, and I'm not like a huge Sabers fan.
0: I've always been partial to when the Kings wear their purple and gold, their crowns. I've always loved that. Um... It's hard not to go. I like when the wild wear their uh, Minnesota North Stars, like knockoffs, like the, the right, the right colors, ones? The colors, the colors where it's like yellow and green and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The like, gre-
1: yeah, the, it's mainly green.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. one's really cool. I just that's like that's another colors one. That, yeah, that's a really. <laughs> hey, th- that one's super cool. I, I'm a big fan of bright colors. I like the Dallas Stars um, jerseys where they have like the neon green that glows in the dark, and like that was a, that was really cool when they wear black and neon green because I've always loved black and angry. Makes me think of Degeneration X of course as well, which is really cool. Um those are just a few off the top of my head. What other ones did you have because I feel like I'm copying your list. Yeah, procedure. you have my list. Not on purpose. I like
1: um I like the Ducks 30th anniversary ones. The okay. purple ones yep. with the, yep. I'll give you know, that. The, Yeah, I like a lot those ones a lot the purple there. and the teal.
0: Immediately makes me think of Paul Frey and Tamo Line.
1: Yep. And then um the the Florida Panthers, the baby blue ones, those reverse—I think they're the reverse retros. Those ones are; those are like a runner-up in my book. I like those too.
0: Yeah, the Penguins' uh, baby blues are always iconic and classic too. Oh, the me. winter
1: classic ones. Yeah, those yeah. ones are
0: really cool. So, yeah, those are just a couple off the top of my head for sure. Moving on, the NFL still exists, guys. We're we're getting there. Um, the Super Bowl is here. It is unfortunately Kansas City versus San Francisco, and I say unfortunately because. We just had the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I get it. Um, Detroit would have been way more fun, and they tried their best to be there, and then completely just lost in just the second blew half. Blew it. It <laughs> is what it is, unfortunately. But Detroit was super fun. I think they were like the people's champion for a bit there. Uh, Kansas City, kind of just getting sick of them. They're there all the time. So, like, that's just, that's just how I always feel in sports. If the same team keeps going again and again, it just loses its fun. I like seeing new teams. Uh, but consider Baltimore a new team. It would have been fun to see them go in and play Detroit or even have Baltimore play San Francisco, even though, again, Super Bowl we just had not too long ago when the lights went out and all that stuff, and we haven't seen Kyle Kaepernick sense, apparently. But, like, with, with Jim Harbaugh back in the uh, – back in the saddle and for the Chargers that would have been cool because that was what the Harbaugh Bowl was then but yeah honestly I just would just really want to see Detroit in the Super Bowl
1: I think I saw a meme the Bills versus Detroit is a Super Bowl that America wanted yeah. and then uh, what we got so and what yeah we what we yeah
0: yeah Bills in Detroit would have been probably the over would have been 68 or something crazy it would have been super fun but no defense doesn't matter exactly it doesn't matter. Um, You're saying predictions. We're going to do predictions next week because I'm sure Tom, you know, we're going to wait until we're going to see who's who's playing. Yeah, we got a whole nother week. We'll do more Super Bowl, like, all that stuff when Tom's back because if we do that without him, we'll have to hear about it. Yeah, he'll be upset. Um, Tell me what you have to say here about Brock Purdy hate.
1: Okay, so, well, I see a lot of hate about Brock Purdy. I hear a lot of hate about Brock Purdy. I, I can't say, maybe not hate, but people just don't think he's a good quarterback. And I don't know how people can say he's not a good quarterback when he just led his, he's led his team to a Super Bowl this year. And last year before he got hurt, they made it, what, to the championship game?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And you, how can you say somebody's not a good quarterback when you've taken a team to championships two years in a row?
0: Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's how this works. The world needs to find something wrong with people. Not, not people, but like teams. And right now, if you look at the San Francisco 49ers, where else can you say they're hurting? They have a, one of the best tight ends. They have one of the best players in Christian McCaffrey, who's fantastic. They have a great offensive line. You know, Trent Williams is a top tackle. And you saw how well they didn't play when Trent was out. Wide receivers. Ayuk is awesome, by the way. And that Debo oh, like Samuel, him. obviously, is his own Swiss Army knife type dude. And even like the other guys, like Juwan Jennings and stuff, they still put up, they still make plays when need be. The defense is fantastic. Nick Bosa is awesome. Fred Warner is awesome. They're I mean, just a good overall they're team. They're a great overall team. The coach is even awesome. Everybody loves Shanahan, too, to the point where it's like, where else can you pick on but the guy who Purdy. was Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy? Well, Purdy still makes the throw. Yeah, of course he's going to throw interceptions. He's not perfect. I mean,. But for the most part, he puts the ball where it has to go. He does he does stuff. I just think it's because Purdy doesn't always make huge plays with like his, his legs, even though that's how they came right. back to beat Detroit. He, you know, he had a couple great he runs. Did. It's a whole thing where it's like, all right, they wanted him to be Mahomes, but he's not. You know, it's it's not a sexy matchup. Like if a, if it was Mahomes, you know, like Mahomes versus Goff, was that a sexy matchup? It wasn't either. But like Lamar, you know, they want honestly, Mahomes Allen is what everybody wants, but they play in the same conference, sorry. But It's like even back when Mahomes played Brady or you know every time Tom went to a Super Bowl he was playing he, you know he had to get there by beating Peyton Manning and yep. you know Ben Roethlisberger back in the day et cetera et cetera and then you know he will go up against Matt Ryan giving him his best shot or Russell Wilson before that all fell apart and like all that stuff the quarterback matchup isn't sexy but it's because it's the only it's the only part of the 49ers that people can like point at and really be like right. this is their biggest problem so I
1: just don't think they should see that as a bad thing like that's he's not just just because he might not be the best player on the 49ers doesn't mean he's not good. Correct. And that's kind of, that's, so I think Cam Newton got a little hate from saying what he did on whatever show he was on, but he was talking about how Brock Purdy was a game manager and that he was the 10th best player on their team or whatever. And I'm not going to disagree with him. I think, you know, he's right in saying that. Um, he believes he's right too. And I just, I don't think that's a bad thing. But people here still want to say, oh, Brock Purdy's not good. He's, you know, he's so
0: blah. Nobody's going to want to say this team is perfect. And that's just – I think that's where a lot of it comes from. And other people just want to hate on him. It is what it is. It's it's fine. People don't like him because he's being shoved down people's throats. And, again, when people are like, Brock Purdy, you might be MVP. A few weeks ago he just goes – yeah, Chris McCaffrey's better than me, guys. Like, right. I he's self-aware. <laughs> he's, he knows where he's, he's at. He's humble. <laughs> he knows his place. But he's doing, his, he's playing this game right. Yeah. And he, if he goes out and throws three touchdowns, like, guess what? He's going to be Super Bowl MVP. And then what do you? Like, what else can they say after that? But luckily, I think. Well, the haters cross over. No, they're all going to go hate on Lamar still. Like, I think that's where everybody's headed. I think they're all on the van to go to Baltimore to to shit on Lamar a bunch, which which is fair because, well, you kind of ask it next. Who is your final pick for the NFL MVP?
1: Yeah, who, who's, like, your final pick? Not not who you think, but, like, who is your NFL MVP?
0: It's hard. This year was obviously hard for anybody to want to pick MVP because everybody played okay but had warts, and they just kind of, like, nobody super stood out. I know that people are going to – Lamar's going to win MVP. That's kind of what it says. What?
1: Wow. I need your pen.
0: Oh, okay. Anyway, Lamar's going to win MVP. And people are going to be mad about it. I already know, like, the Josh Allen truthers are going to say, wow. So the final count was Josh Allen scored 51 touchdowns this year and Lamar Jackson scored 34. That is a significant difference, you know. People are going to say, oh, well, Mahomes is, you know, he's, he's killing it with this squad he put together. But, again, this is a regular season award. The Chiefs did not look good in the regular season. They look pretty good in the playoffs, but that's because they're a battle-tested team. So going into the playoffs – the Chiefs weren't that great, so I understood why Mahomes was kind of taking a back burner. I understood, like, oh, the Dolphins. and eh, nope, they had a brutal end of the year, and obviously Tua isn't very good. Um, hold on. That's, i got to put that check mark because I know what I'm going to put in my final thoughts.
1: That's what I, well, I wrote. I wrote something know. else, we but something I remembered.
0: Better. But it's just a thing where it's like anybody who you tried to like form into who's the guy, it, it just hasn't really worked out. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, for me... I based on performance like i know that i'm a homer when i say josh should be mvp but realistically dude put up a ton of points he's a unicorn in terms of like what he can do with his arm and his legs he makes some of the best throws ever i know he has interceptions but like he has interceptions because he's doing stuff that nobody else is really doing he's throwing it more than anybody else yeah oh no he fumbles it well of course the guy's always got the ball that stuff's gonna happen Interceptions happen, but that's because defenses are getting better. So, like, shout out to them. I don't know. I think if you can put up 51 touchdowns, like, you really have a good case. So, I don't think anybody else has a better one. That's kind of how I feel on it. So, who would your final pick for MVP be then?
1: My final pick for MVP is Christian McCaffrey. That's a really good. Answer. Every time. That's this fair. dude, he's the best, he's the most valuable player on San Francisco.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's rushed for almost 1,500 yards this season, mm-hmm. and he's got. 14 touchdowns that's insane yeah
0: McCaffrey's great I knew you wrote that down which is why I didn't mention him at all so you can not and steal your thunder there because I'm pretty good at doing that for you
1: but I don't like jo- I I think Josh is runner-up for that
0: that's fair so congratulations Silmar Jackson who will probably undoubtedly win MVP now but it is what it is uh the next little topic I think is fun you have a uh, Kadarius Tony's little Instagram rant um Chiefs quote-unquote lying about his injury Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so Kadarius Tony went on Instagram Live, and he's just talking up a storm. Honestly, I I don't understand. I didn't understand everything he said, and I can't repeat half the stuff that he said on this live, Um, but, you know, to quote some um, some short statements he made, he said, on God, I ain't hurt none of that, and then... A couple minutes later, a couple seconds later, whatever it was, he said, that's cap-ass shit. So, Kadarius is is mad that the Chiefs are lying about him being hurt or whatnot. So, he's saying that the Chiefs are lying or whatever. Um, Is it true? I don't know. Kadarius says it's not true. I'm not hurt. I'm good. I'm just not playing. But I I went and looked up uh, what Andy Reid had to say about this, and he said something along the lines of like, Oh no! Like I, I haven't seen the Instagram live, and one of the last things he said. But um, yeah, he'll be out there, and uh, we'll see how he does. So I just, I thought that was, that whole thing was kind of funny because, you know, Kadarius hasn't had a, a very good season, and he's been out for a couple games. Oh, uh, they've for he, a few times. Yeah, just because you know, so it's kind of like. It's like a nice way of saying uh, maybe like you kind of suck. <laughs> we're not gonna one play of, you.
0: All right, so one of two things is happening here. Number one, so he obviously had some sort of injury because they needed to sit him, but he was probably healed from it. But they said you sit down anyway because well, we're gonna need you to not mess up this game for us because Kadarius Tony is his between his drops and lining up offsides and all the other dumb things he's done. He's, he's costing them He's cost the Chiefs, and here they are going into Baltimore. And it's like, we don't need this guy to cough up a ball and that Ravens defense pounces on it. Oh, no, I understand why they sat him. So I think, I think it was literally just a we're going to sit him because we don't want him out there to mess things up thing. And then he got mad about it because why wouldn't he? You're an NFL player. You're getting paid to play. You want to play in these games. Like that's what you dream of as a kid is playing in these championship games and making a difference, et cetera, et cetera.
1: But are there not like repercussions for this kind of stuff?
0: Just scratch them. Who cares? They don't yeah, care. Like about the, th- there's no repercussion for saying them no? right now. Who cares? They no, can sc- no, no, no. I mean, for him.
1: this guy going on an Instagram live and basically talking shit oh,
0: about—he already deleted it, I'm pretty sure. And but it's you still know, out there. Everything that matter. gets on the
1: internet is still sure, the out there. The
0: repercussions are that he sits, and maybe he doesn't even play in the Super Bowl then, which I will see. Well, Andy Reid, he says see things how he now. Does. We'll see how he does. Right? The repercussions are everybody thinks you're an asshole, and when they don't keep him next year, I don't know what team's going to sign him like Carolina's going to have to do it because they have nobody at wide receiver so congratulations bud you went from (laughs) the Kansas City Chiefs to we'll see that's not going to be great maybe a good team will pick him up who knows but with he's not good enough to give attitude like that at least not yet I mean he showed flashes of it in Florida but it is what it is at that point um the last thing about people who whose opinions should not matter as much as it seems to uh, Caleb Williams has come out I think it was actually yesterday Where he just basically said Just to keep everybody informed I still do not want to be a Chicago Bear What? Who are you? What are your thoughts? what well, are like your I was, thoughts on that first
1: I told you about this earlier I, I personally would do anything To play pro hockey again So to think that This guy Doesn't want to play for a certain team in the NFL That's just crazy to me because you get a shot to play in the NFL. You, you just get to make it there, and now you want to be kind of picky and choosy about where you go? Mm-hmm. You're going to be making the big bucks no matter where you go. And there's always – you can always get traded. You can always leave a team after X amount of years. Like, just go suffer, be a bear. If they pick you, they pick you. Like
0: Here's the thing, and I agree. First off, just like when Eli Manning told the Chargers when they had the number of, one overall draft pick what 2004 I don't know you were even born yet he said Chargers don't take me and the Chargers went no screw you we're doing it and they took him anyway and then eventually um, the Giants drafted Phillip Rivers and they flopped quarterbacks and whatever so Eli being a quote-unquote better prospect is uh, it kind of helped them because I, I forget what they got in the trade exactly but obviously they got more than just a quarterback swap I'm pretty sure they got at least another pick out of it I can't remember exactly what it is my bad my brain doesn't work that well it was 20 years ago but the, Bron- the, Bear- the Browns, the Bears have to do the same thing here. Caleb Williams cannot just say, I don't want to be a Bear, because the difference here is now like, before quarterbacks, getting picked first overall was huge for them because they get a whole bunch more money. That's just part of it. Like, the higher up you get picked, the more money your rookie contract is. Caleb Williams does not need money. Um, now that we have NILs and we can be out in the open with things, remember Caleb has a nicer apartment than most people. He's
1: got a penthouse. You know like of all that USC. stuff.
0: Exactly. So it's like money isn't really the thing here so he can pretty much go wherever he wants. Granted if he doesn't want to go to Chicago that's okay. He should be able to just have an interview with the Bears cuz you know they definitely are interviewing him and scouting him and they just need to go and he just needs to go, guys, Chicago's not the place for me. I don't want to go there. No offense to y'all, you're doing great, but, like, that's not it for me. And I'd much rather him just be, like, open and honest with them, like, and the scouting thing. And they'll go, okay, maybe that's not our guy then, that's fine. And maybe Drake may end up being their guy because he wants to come to Chicago and save it or whatever happens. Going out on, like, Twitter and to the, to the media and being, like, I don't want to, you know, I want to be first overall pick, but I want Chicago to trade it because I don't want to go to the Bears. And, like, like that makes you an asshole like at the end of the day doing it that way is just lame you don't want to go play in chicago that's fine but you don't have to make you don't have to like try to embarrass the franchise to like guilt them into trading the pick just so that somebody else can take you it's just like dumb that makes you look crappy and now you do all this stuff and if you suck in the nfl caleb williams you look even worse like you're just you're a laughing stock for eternity Caleb Williams, the man who demanded partial ownership of the team that drafts him first overall, he didn't want to go to the Bears, all that jazz, and then you end up being a flop? Ooh, it's a lot of pressure to put on your own plate, bud. Like, I think it's just dumb. If you want to play for a team, that's fine. You shouldn't have to play for a franchise you don't want to play for. And if I'm the Bears and he says, I don't want to play for you, I don't want him there either. Because even if he comes to Chicago and lights it up, he could still just leave and be the most you know be a free and then you know, be a free agent and then there's just egg all over the bears face they look like idiots then they're not going to take that chance especially if they're going to have to trade Justin Fields who's starting to look really good they got to trade fields to like Atlanta or somebody and then on top of and then on top of it they take this guy and then he embarrasses them and then they have nobody so what if Williams goes and signs with like the Giants and ends up being awesome for the Giants and fields gets traded to Atlanta and ends up being pretty damn good there and then the bears are left with nothing yet again. So like the Bears can't even take that chance. They shouldn't take that chance. Honestly, Williams is doing them a, a favor to a point where they should probably jump down. Maybe Williams wants to be a Patriot. So why not jump down to three? Bears could take Jaden Daniels if they want then. Or they could take Marvin Harrison Jr. and just keep Justin Fields. There's a lot of options they still have yet, even though I know everybody says, we need to reset the clock on, you know, the, uh, the rookie quarterback thing for five years because we're gonna have to pay Fields sooner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do what you gotta do there If you gotta trade Fields to Atlanta or wherever, they, wherever you can go Go do it, that's cool You're still gonna have to take a quarterback So if you drop down to three, you don't take Williams You pick up an extra pick on top of it And then you take a different pretty good quarterback Or Marvin Harrison Jr More power to you But again, Caleb, don't be a dick in, in social media and, and try to make like a franchise look terrible It's just such a terrible uh, It's such a bad look I, like, It makes me immediately not a fan of this guy and USC, they weren't that good this year. Is Caleb Williams that good? We'll see. You got anything else on this? Because we have you going in a minute.
1: No. We have a, we have a little different perspective on it, but I wouldn't disagree with what you said either.
0: Okay. I just enough. think
1: it's crazy that like, you can be picky and choosy with who you get. He's going to make it. The, look, so, just,
0: so, I understand what you're saying, where you want to do anything to play pro hockey again. Yeah. But if you were the Connor McDavid of women's <laughs> hockey, you'd yeah. be playing pro hockey and you could kind of pick and choose where you're going to go. Yeah. So, it's like a different thing. Right. He's going to be in the NFL no matter what. So, he can kind of like maybe pick his best case scenario for him. But we talked about this in the office, too. Fit matters. You know, coaching matters. Like, we were talking about Josh Rosen, who, yeah, he had zero career, unfortunately. But he came out highly lauded, and people thought he was going to be great out of UCLA. And I remember specifically being on record where I thought we took the wrong Josh. I said that out loud. I was wrong. So obviously you shouldn't listen to anything I have to say. But Rosen went to even. Rosen went to Arizona, did okay for Arizona. That was the worst team ever. But then Cliff Kingsbury came in, and they had the first overall pick. And then, and Cliff's like, well, I just came from, you know, with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's number one picker. I'm bringing my guy in. See you, Rosen. And all of a sudden, Rosen's stuck in being a backup in San Francisco and in Miami, and he never really got, like, a shot shot, and he never had the right fit or coaching. Like, look at Baker Mayfield. He went to Cleveland, yeah. did okay, did all right, and then all of a sudden, you know, that didn't work out for them. And now all of a sudden he's in Carolina, and that didn't work out. And then he did okay in the Rams, where stuff was kind of cool for the Rams. And now he went to Tampa Bay, even better fit, and he was pretty awesome in Tampa Bay. Now on top of it, they're thinking about re-signing him, and uh, the Bucks are looking at taking somebody from the Rams staff uh, who was their quarterback's coach maybe, either way to be their offensive coordinator. So he already knows Baker, and they already have, like, familiarity. So that's kind of cool. But that's what I'm saying. Fit matters so much. So, like, I get why Caleb Williams doesn't want to do that. It's just how he goes about doing it. Yeah. All right, final thoughts. What do you got?
1: Final thoughts. What I wrote down because I just remembered, um, this seems to be, like, the year of the, like, injury of really prominent players in all across all leagues, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we talked about earlier, and Embiid and basketball just got injured. John Morant got injured. Um, I don't know. Are there any other major injuries in the NBA right now? Probably. Don't
0: ask me. This is your phone.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I'm. I, but I don't follow NBA. No, you No, but I I was really thinking about just NFL. You got Aaron Rodgers. Um, God, I had a whole list of people: Nick Chubb, um, all these guys who probably would have made like a massive impact to their team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's just crazy to see how many injuries Joe there Burrow. are. Yeah. Oh,
0: Joe Burrow. Tyreek yeah, Tyreek got banged up, and that kind of like little, derailed yeah, Miami. Bit. Waddle got right. banged up. So um, all these, all of the Miami defensive players that got hurt and that derailed their season completely.
1: And I, I know I talked to you about this a couple weeks ago, but it's like crazy to think about. You know, if all these players were healthy, what would the season actually end like? What would it actually look like? And I know it's not if you know, injuries realistically. Were turned off. Yeah, like if inju- yeah, injury mode is off, all these players are healthy. Who's actually winning the Super Bowl this year?
0: It's the Bills, because they would have an awesome defense then, too, yeah. which was their biggest problem. It's crazy. Duh. What else can I say? I understand. What did you talk about? Talk about your Zay Flowers beef. Oh, my I Zay Flowers this. beef? Yeah, you, what's your beef with Zay Flowers? I got flowers?
1: beef with Zay Flowers. Not huge beef, but. Watching that Baltimore game, Zay, Zay had a great catch from Lamar. It was, I don't know, it was maybe 30-yard 30 y- 30 catch. There. Yeah, it was downfield. They were 5, 10 yards away from the end zone. He picks up the ball, stands up, and, like, gives it a little spin, like, right over the Kansas City defender.
0: Legereous Need.
1: Yep, and he gets a 15-yard penalty for, uh, what's the penalty?
0: Taunting.
1: Taunting, yeah. Sends him back. I don't think they scored on that drive. They might have got a field goal, but they did not score, and that that hurt them. And that's why I say I don't have too much beef with him, just because like Kansas City was doing that all night. Tra- Every time Cal- Travis Kelsey catches a pass or does something like remarkably okay, he you know gets up in people's face or he stands up and he makes makes everyone know like it know that you know he did something good. But my second thing I had with Zay Flowers was that dumbass Superman dive into the end zone
0: this, with the, it the same drive
1: was it I, yeah, I don't sure remember yes oh even better so two mistakes in you know a matter of minutes but yeah that that Superman dive with the ball not secured just killed me because that that could have been a game-changing moment and you just kind of messed it up
0: so I'll give you I'm gonna you still
1: have a lot of hope for him he's still a great ball I'm gonna defend him because
0: number one Big game, whatever, he just makes a big play. On top of it, because Legarius needs the one that tackled him, that's who he was taunting. He was grabbing and twisting his leg a little bit and that pissed Zay off and that's why he stood up yeah. like get off me thing, like I just caught this on you thing.
1: But you can't and, do that during a big game. Yeah, but that's
0: the whole thing and that's why like Joe Burrow tweeted out immediately, like let them I know, do let, it. Them, let them, them do it. Who cares? They are grown men. They can they can handle somebody dunking on them in their face, like who cares? Uh, but on top of it, yeah. All right. So Zay made that mistake. Then he was really mad about it on the sideline, where he cut his hand open because he hit a be- hit the bench. That too. They closed that up, and then he went out. And yeah, he's trying to make a play. He's trying to make up for it. And I mean, it's just ironic that you know, as he dove for the for the touchdown, which yeah, would be I a game doubt. which was a game changing play anyway. Yeah. If he he's just trying to like in you know score That's the touchdown, sure, yeah. inspire his team. Shout out to LeJarious Need for knocking that ball up though. That play obviously won them the game for sure. Um, because had Baltimore scored on that touchdown it's only it's only a three point game Kansas City who did nothing in the second half against the Baltimore defense by the way uh, they would have Baltimore probably would have won that game if Flowers scores there because then they're going to go down the field even more Lamar's not forcing that pick in the end zone you know they were driving and the Chiefs were kind of shut down a bit either way I don't mind it like Zay was fine there
1: No, like I said, he's emotional. Just
0: but Snead gets all the credit for like literally. If he, if he, it was a great play. If he throws his punch too early, he doesn't knock the ball out, and it's a touchdown. If it's too late, he doesn't hit the ball either. Like it's just like great. That was just a great timing play. What are you gonna do? And that's why Snead's gonna make a bunch of money this offseason. Uh, As for my final thoughts. First things first uh, So the Pro Bowl is happening obviously this week off And they start playing their their games And all that jazz now that they do And that's cool And just last night they were doing some quarterback stuff With hitting the targets and being really accurate And all that fun stuff And uh, I just wanted to say like, The quarterbacks that were involved If you would have said That the worst two Were Tua and Jalen Hurts You wouldn't be that surprised Hurts uh, and Tua finished last in this accuracy thing Uh, To nobody's surprise. That's been the knock on both of these guys for a while. And it's almost like a bad look that they're supposed to be, like, leading their uh, conference or whatever, and they look crap. You know who did look good? Baker Mayfield and C.J. Stroud. You know who else looked pretty good? Gardner Minshew. Uh, He had a killer year, and he came out and looked pretty good. Geno Smith was right there, too. And, uh, yeah, and then Hurts and Tua kind of lagged behind. I just thought that was funny. So shout-out to C.J. Stroud, who, again, Tom was wrong, and Stroud just looks like... Superstar player, and I hope yeah, I hope he continues playing well like I really do uh, But my last thought then is just that this is the worst part of the year uh, we're, go- we're heading into the Super Bowl. It's two teams that Whatever I'll watch the Super Bowl. I don't really care who wins too much. I, I, honestly I'm just sad football's like over. It's always the worst part of the year um, All the things I do with it whether, whether it's fantasy or watching the games or betting on the games or whatever it is like all that stuff is the best stuff in the world and then all of a sudden it's just like gone uh football doesn't last long enough which is hard which i understand you're laughing hearing that because yes we're gonna have the super bowl and then all of a sudden it's gonna be let's watch the combine let's start scouting these guys let's go to the draft let's go to the schedule release week all the all the stuff's gonna happen football never ends like all that stuff other than the draft the draft is awesome it's just, you know, the fluff stuff. It's like, ugh, I understand that the NFL is a 24-7, you know, news cycle, 365 days a year thing at this point. But once the games themselves are over, it's such a long six-month wait till we get preseason games. And it's just the worst. But that's about it. Uh, but either that we will have cards to keep us in control then, huh? That's about it. Uh, that'll tide us over. I'm good here. You're good here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening. It's been an hour show. Uh, We talked a lot about a lot of things, and I'm cool with it. Uh, With that, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for everything, and I have to find the stop button. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.